It's Uptown Philly 100 Radio. What's up, fam? It's your boy DJ Romance. Doing my uh, what? I, I might as well just call this uh, my travel podcast, my car travel podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, where I just travel and I drive and I talk about whatever you know how when you drive and you just talk. And that's what I'm doing right now. We just gonna talk, and you know what we're gonna talk about today. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. I got to talk. That's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. It's Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. Now, it seems to me that Dougie's, Dougie's tone in his interviews now seems like his job might be on the line. You know, uh, they won't say anything. But I'm pretty sure if there's no improvement with this team as far as the lackluster offense, the lackluster quarterback, I mean, come on, they hired Doug Peterson because he was a quarterback. And they figured that he could go ahead and groom the young quarterback. But it's starting to look like, um, Wentz is starting to look like Peterson. I think Peterson is trying to make Wentz into a a him some type of way, but only a running him because Peter didn't run. But as it proves, he can't run. He can't run. You know, Peterson uh, just can't run anymore. His knees, his back. I mean, when I see him escape the pocket, I mean. Nine out of ten, he's getting caught. He might get a few yards, and if it's wide open, I said, "Yeah, he'll get, he'll get yards if it's wide open." But can he be elusive? You know, in that pocket, being quarterback, you got to be an elusive quarterback nowadays. It's just how it is. Times have changed. You know, at one time, I remember watching the quarterback, and they they would sit in the pocket. And it's this wide open space. And I used to say to myself, why doesn't the quarterback just run? He has 10 yards. The first down is right there. Third and maybe two. Back in the day, they were passing that ball for two yards. Or maybe or maybe running it. But the quarterback, he was passing. That was just the order of the day. Now... Fast forward it to 2020. Look at the quarterbacks of today. The quarterbacks of today basically have to do it all. You understand? I mean, they really have to do it all. And when I say do it all, I mean they have to be able to run. They have to be able to pass. Hey, some even have to be able to catch depending on, you know, what offensive scheme their coach has, has put them in. So, where do the Eagles fit in that modern day offense? And that's where, I think, that's where we have to look. Where do we fit in the modern day offense? If we don't fit anywhere in the modern day offense that people have today, like I'm looking at all these teams that run these misdirections and jet sweeps, and and I look at the Eagles offense, Okay. Okay, I mean, granted, um, 
you put Wentz in the shotgun, you can have an RPO or something like that, but he has to hit the receivers. You can't hit the receiver on the screens, and something is crazily wrong, and that's what's been happening. Like, little screens, he's overthrowing them and, and throwing uh, dirt balls, worm balls, as we used to call them with uh, McNabb. We used to call them worm balls. He was throwing worm balls. You can't throw worm balls in the, in the NFL. It's just, you know, you can't have those turnovers. And then you have to be able to get out of trouble. You cannot blame everything on your line. You have three seconds to do what you have to do in the NFL, basically. Maybe more depending on your line. But at the, for the most part, you have about three seconds. Get that ball in your hands and get rid of it. That's it. No more said, no more done. You have about three seconds to do that. Now, how? How does, you know, it looks as though a lot of times Carson Wentz, he's there and he, he waits too long. He's waiting for one of his slower receivers other than, I guess, you know, leading his wide receivers. This is, you know, he needs to learn how to lead his wide receivers. His wide, he doesn't have to wait for his wide receivers. The wide receivers should be going to the ball where they know the ball is going to be. And that's not happening. He's waiting for his tight ends. Well, that's the easiest target you can hit going across the middle with the tight ends because you can see, the, you can see that part of the field. But he really can't see. I, I believe his vision on the field is very limited. I think Carson Wentz's vision on the field is limited to just the middle of the field because, I mean, goodness gracious, how many, I mean, how many tight end throws can you throw in a game? For crying out loud, like, I mean, it's like his safety valve. Okay, well, uh, I can't see my wide receivers, and, and so I'm going to throw it to Goddard or I'm going to throw it to Ertz and hold it. You got Alshon Jeffries. He's not a bad receiver. You got Rager. It's not a bad receiver if you know how to use your weapons. And and Peterson isn't calling the right plays. Like, you know, that game Monday night. Peterson, instead of kicking the three, like a, a, a coach who's not stubborn and who says, you know what, I'm not going to leave points on the field. Well, if you ask me, Peterson leaves too many points on the field. Chances when you can get three points, right? Carson will go fourth and, say, fourth and two at the 30. No, he won't trust his kicker. You might as well put your kicker in to kick the three, but you don't want to do it. You'd rather go, you'd rather trust your offense, which is so stagnant. Does that make any sense? You know your offense is stagnant, but you're still going to try to I don't know what it is you're trying to prove, but you're trying to prove that your offense isn't stagnant. You cannot do that. It's it's just not even right that you do that. You know, you have to be able to build your offense the way it needs to be built. Not on something like, you know, I mean, just on pure ego, you know. Uh, Peterson, you're living off the the 17 hype of the Super Bowl. That's three years ago. You're living off of that hype when we had Frank Wright as the offensive coordinator. Well, 
You see the role the offensive coordinator really plays? He plays a big role in these teams. Might even play a bigger role than the coach. But Eagles got rid of Frank Wright. Why? I have no idea. I thought he was a great, great offensive coordinator. Why would you get rid of him? Maybe he had a better offer. Well, you need to offer your offensive coordinators money. Your offensive coordinators, they're good. And they create your offense. They create the scheme of your offense. But what I'm seeing here is Doug Peterson wants to call the plays. Well, Dougie, these plays are boring, man. They're very boring. And I, I, I can't even um I can't even imagine. It, it just seems like, you know, I'm not even gonna say you can't even imagine, but it just seems like the way they're playing is the way I remember the Eagles when Peterson was playing, and it was very very boring very basic very boring uh, and then again I'm, I'm gonna bring it back to Frank Wright all right now he hit the offense that he had was very very good I mean the offensive schemes that he had was wow you didn't know what was going to happen you know what I mean, y'all? Wow, that's a good play. That's a good play. And then you got to remember, we got rid of a lot of good players. We got rid of a Garrett Blunt. Helped us get to the Super Bowl. A Jai. Helped us get to the Super Bowl. And we had a nice running core. So why in the world would they get rid of that running core? Okay. Now, we got rid of Aguilar. God forbid he didn't do, you know, he didn't do too well here in Philly. He dropped a lot of passes here in Philly. You know, in crucial games. But now he's doing pretty good where he's at. You know, so. But then again, we have to wait until a crucial game comes. And then, you know, when a crucial game comes, then they're going to, you know, he might earn that title back as the slippery hands. But anyway, make a long story short, back to the Eagles. Uh, we, we let go a lot of good players, you know, for bid. But we found a lot of good players, man. We found a lot of good players through our camp. Fulgham, I really believe, is a star in the making. You just have to be able to get him the ball. Fulgham is a star in the making. He does not drop a lot of passes, man. The passes that I've I seen him drop, which I say may have been two or three at the most since he's been playing, they all been bad passes. Okay, and I'll give one that Hail Mary, you know, that the Eagles got that last touchdown with Rodgers. He might have he might have been able to catch that, but it was two, three people on his back. But we got the touchdown. It was pretty slick. But at the same time, at the same time, we have to use these players. I mean, the problem is Wentz cannot see the field. Every, I don't know if, if the coaches can see that. They should be able to see it, but he doesn't see the field. He sees the tight end. He sees Goddard. Now that Ertz isn't in there, his safety valve is Goddard. Now, if Goddard doesn't get open, and he doesn't get open like Ertz, he, you know, Ertz is a very good tight end. He doesn't get open like Ertz. So if, if Goddard isn't open, guess what? Wentz is stuck. Then he gets stuck because by the time you're waiting for your tight end, your wide receivers done ran a route. You have missed every open opportunity with your wideouts. And, and that was and, and that's a big problem. To me, that's the problem. You, you can look 
right at that and see that that is the problem with them. You can look right at it. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't want to sugarcoat this. I'm not going to, you know, Doug might say, oh, well, it's the, 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 the running backs and it's their collective. No, man. Sorry. At some point, you have to put it on a leader who cannot lead the team down the field. We're not getting first downs like that on third down. Like, come on, man. Missing wide open receivers, missing all sorts of opportunities. And we have a Heisman Trophy runner up on the bench. What the heck? Give him a shot. What's it going to hurt? But see, Peterson doesn't want to hurt Wentz's feelings. That's all this is about. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I am pretty sure Jeff Lurie would like to see Jalen Hurts in there to see what he can do. Just to see. Just to see if there's a little difference with the way the team reacts. Huh? Just if there's a difference with the way the team reacts. That's what I would like to see. That's what I would like to see, you know. Um, I believe there will be. Because every time he's in the game, it seems like they get energized. It's something about, I think, Carson wins that, that from the locker room, he comes out on the field. Okay? And not to sound crazy or maybe this is it, but a lot of things, you know, this is Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a democratic city. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody on the Eagles team are Democrats. But they've been in this city long enough and they understand the people of this city. They understand how diverse this city is and they have gotten to understand and, and, and love this city. A lot of them have. You know, but then you have a lot of them who don't love the city. If they don't love the city, how are we going to, how are we going to, you know, make these things happen if they don't love the city? They're supposed to love the city. I don't know if Wentz really loves this city or he just loves his job. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't know if he loves the city or he just loves his job. Because, just, I mean, if we think about it, right? Well, from the, the reviews and the studies, Wentz is a conservative. All-out conservative. You know, did he... Um, did he... Let's put it like this. Did he... Is he a Trump supporter, you wonder? Could he possibly be a true blue Trump supporter and his teammates hear certain things, see certain things? You know, see, sometimes it goes way beyond the field. You know, it go, you know, and, and, and if you don't have the locker room with your team, then you don't have a team. You know, if they are not doing everything to protect you, then what is it that you are doing wrong as a quarterback? 
did you take your did you take your line out? Did y'all did y'all talk about certain things? Hey, maybe y'all need to talk about views and different things, you know? Maybe that's what y'all need to talk about. Um and you know, or maybe you know, you guys need to lay everything out on the table and be truthful. And then and then y'all get and then y'all say, okay, well, I understand each other. Because I'm I'm pretty sure with all this that went on with the Trump and all this and I'm pretty sure, and then, you know, some people, you know, you don't know what goes on in the locker room, man. I'm pretty sure if I talk to some people who aren't high up on the totem pole on the Eagles organization, they could tell you some things that they have heard or seen in the locker room. See? And then Carson Wentz mentioned something about locker room chatter. Once you start getting locker room chatter... And you start getting, um, let's say, these little groups. And these little groups are starting to talk. Okay? And that's what happens. It happens in every business. It happens in every business. These these groups start talking, man. Oh, well, uh, yeah, well, you, you know that Carson is, is this. You know, just hypothetically, this is what they could be saying. You know, I don't want to say that this is what they say. But hypothetically, oh, you know, uh, Carson's a Republican, man. He's a... He's a cold stone Trump reporter. Oh, yeah, man. I, I heard he agrees with everything that Trump says, you know, and he tried to come to me with, you know what I'm saying? He tried to come with me and tried to uh, get me to support Trump and try. I was like, no way, man. I got, you know, these are the conversations that go on when they're talking amongst each other. And sometimes he might be thinking he talking to somebody that he can trust about that. And then they'd be like, yo, what's wrong with this boy? I'm not one of them. See? It's the same thing in society, man. The same thing in society, man and women, I'm sorry. Uh, it happens like that. And this is how people... Um, this is how people... I, I, let me just put it to you like this. I think it's about time for the Eagles to play Jalen Hurts. The quarterback controversy was brewing. Whether they wanted it to or not, it was going to. It was about. It was going to come. They didn't like it, but oh, excuse me, oh, little burpy burp. Uh, but the controversy was going to come. They didn't want it to come, but the controversy was coming. Why? Why was the controversy going? Because you hired a Heisman Trophy runner-up. This guy is no joke. Okay, Heisman Trophy, runner-up. Probably could have won the Heisman Trophy, okay? You know, if you're the runner-up, that means you're two seconds from winning the whole thing. You understand? So, that's my whole situation with that. Heisman Trophy, runner-up. He is... He is really... A good quarterback. I mean, every time I see him in the game, something positive happens. You know what? It, it reminds me of when um, Buddy Ryan was putting Randall Cunningham in the game. He would put Randall Cunningham in the game on third downs. And Randall would do amazing things. And before you knew it, Randall was the starter. Huh? And then, you know, everybody talks about, oh, well, he has this contract and he can't do that and they can't do Oh, shut up. You don't know what people can do people can change a contract 
anytime they want if they want to. If they want to change a contract, they will. You understand? So, if he says, listen, I want to buy out of this contract. Or, or not, not if Carson says it, but if Jeff Florida makes a deal with another team and says, listen, I'll pay half of this contract, you pay half of this contract. That way we can, you can have Wentz. I will still pay half and you pay half. That way you don't have to pay the whole 110. They make deals, man. So I understand how it goes. Deals are made, deals and negotiations happen all the time. Negotiations don't stop because of a contract. You negotiate a deal and then you write another contract to solidify that deal. See what I'm saying? So it can happen because, I mean, to be honest with you, I see that happening. I see Jalen Hurts basically being uh, the Eagles quarterback of the future. Because we have, if we're going to compete, if we're going to compete and we're going to be one of those teams that are in the playoffs, are always in the playoffs, right? Well, then we have to make the right moves. Drew Rosenhaus, all of them got to make sure we make the right moves. And we can't be worried about nobody's feelings, right? You haven't been worried about nobody's feelings in the past. So you just got to make it happen. Really, you just got to make it happen if you want to win. If you want to win. If you want to keep losing, you want to have another losing season. If you want to have another losing season, okay, then what you would do is you would keep doing the same thing that you're doing right now. You're going to keep playing wins and keep hoping that things change. It's not going to change. He ha- you know, It's like anything else. If somebody was working on their game, you could tell. He ain't working on his game. You know, you heard the rumors about practice. There's a lot of play in practice. And all. He ain't got a hundred something million dollars. He basically accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. He's rich. He care less. He don't want. He probably don't even want to get hurt. Who knows? But if the Eagles want to win, or if we are looking to our future. We have to start at least playing Jalen Hurts a few series because Wentz is not, you know, and I don't know if this is a season where it's, oh, look, I'm not trying to get hurt. I want to go a whole season without getting hurt. Well, he went last season without getting hurt. We went to the playoffs. But right now we should be dominating with a, a quarterback with his caliber in our conference, you know? With a quarterback of his caliber, we should be dominating in our conference, and we're not. This is a shameful record, but believe it or not, they still can make a, a trip to the playoffs with this shameful record. This this under 500 record, you can make the playoffs. They could they could win a spot somewhere, but I I don't know because I'm looking at the Giants. The Giants are playing good. I'm looking at the Redskins. The Redskins are playing good. So. And our schedule coming up is brutal. I mean, we just lost to Seattle, and and that was bad because, oh, my gosh. Oh, the boy was murdering us on the wideouts. I mean, like, come on. Woof. Well, anyway. And the more I think about that game, I say, wow, we got a lot of work to do. And then you have our kicker missing an extra point. Like, seriously, y'all? You missed the extra point, my man. But 
that just goes to show you it's just going to show you everything that the Eagles are going through. The Eagles are really they now I wouldn't even say rebuilding for real because all we need if you ask me is a quarterback to get our guys the ball. If we had a quarterback to get our guys the ball, we'd be okay. We'd be all right. But we don't have a quarterback to get our guys the ball. And 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 it's and you know what the, the sad part is? I'm pretty sure Alshon Jeffries and all of them, they're tired of running their routes, being open, and this man does not see you. How can they run their routes? Boom. They get open. They make they cut. They expect they, you know, they well, the ball should be here because I got him on the beat here. Bam. Oh, he don't see that. He don't see that. Well, it's too late because by the time they ran their route, he's just throwing it to his tight end because which is his safety valve. You understand? Last option or, or third option or whatever because he don't see his first or second option open or he doesn't feel confident with himself throwing the ball. I think that has a lot to do with it too because you rarely see him throwing the outside shoulder. Like, come on. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but Nick Foles threw a way better ball. Some, I mean, Nick Foles threw a way better ball than Carson Wentz. A better long ball. A, I mean, come on. But we gave him up and we gave this man a hundred and million, a hundred and whatever, $11 million? But Carson Wentz, Super Bowl MVP, cleats in the Hall of Fame? Do you see, like, if you know how to develop this uh, 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 Nick Foles, I mean, not Nick Foles, cleats in the Hall of Fame, Super Bowl MVP, caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Huh? He called He called that. Not ending that. He called the Philly special. Not Peterson. Ain't that something? Not Peterson, your, your, your quarterback who's out there who said, yo, listen, who's experienced, who's on the field, who sees the defense, who can read the defenses, okay, says, you know what? Philly special because they ain't not going to expect that, basically. They ran this Philly special and it worked like a charm. That was Nick Foles' call. So let's give him a, let's give him credit on that one too, on making that winning call. You know, it, it's it's unbelievable to me that this is how. But see, this is corporate America for you. you go? This is corporate America for you. See, corporate America. We'll make some silly, silly moves, man. And I'm just going to keep it real. Corporate America makes some of the silliest moves that you, they would, they would uh, bite their hand. Is that what they say? To feed their face? You know what I'm saying? That's what corporate America will do. And it's sickening. Because here it is. Foles proved itself. Look, I should be starting for this team. Y'all know that. I love Philadelphia. We could have. I guarantee you, we probably would have been in the playoffs. We probably had another Super Bowl because, long as they would have kept Frank Wright, 
I say, as long as they had kept Frank Wright, they would have been in the Super Bowl. But if you had Peterson and... But then again, Nick Foles probably been like, look, Peterson, this is what we need to do. And I like the fact that Nick Foles is a spiritual guy, too. You know, he's a spiritual guy, and he has very he has, he has faith, you know? And that's why I believe he's been blessed to, to have the accomplishments that he's had. You know? Um, so... What are we going to do? I mean, Doug Peterson, you think he's scared to... um, You think he's scared to put Jalen Hurts in to run the offense? And do you think if he does put Jalen Hurts in, could Jalen Hurts make a difference? I mean, Jalen Hurts should probably be taking first team reps all the time. Why not? You know he's your future. Like, come on. Come on, Jeff Lurie. What are you doing? Jeff Lurie has to take the reins. Jeff Lurie has to be like um, Jerry Jones in a sense. You know, not so much on the, uh, you know, but he has to be like Jerry Jones, whereas though I want to make my, I, I want my team to improve. So what can we do to make him improve? It's a shame that Dak Prescott got hurt. You know, all right, what can we do to make our team improve? Well, for one, we need a quarterback. Two, we need a coach. Three, I don't believe Wentz is the future, and I don't believe he's the franchise of the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe Jalen Hurts will be the franchise of the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to fly. As I pass the Pepsi Cola building, they have a big sign that says, Fly, Eagles, fly. That's how the Philadelphia fans have been asking for Hurts. So now the fans are saying, look, man, we think we want to see this. And shouldn't Peterson deliver for the fans at least? You know, say, hey, listen, um, this, is what I would, this is what I would tell Wentz. Hey, listen, Wentz, let's look at it for real, man. All right, this is the NFL. You are the bottom of the bottom right now. I have to do something because my job is on the line. Your job might not be on the line, even though it probably is, but I would tell him that. Your job might not, but my job is on the line, and I got to be able to uh, do something here. All right. Well, so that's what Peterson should say. My job is on the line, Carson. I need your help. We need to. Uh, we need to get it popping. And you need to get better. I need to play Hurts because this season is probably a wash. And we have to see what this boy can do. We didn't just draft him for nothing. That's what they have to, you know, and you got to be real with him. You can't sit there and lie to him. Be real. This is what it is, man. All right. So that's going to be my uh, my podcast for today. All right. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hopefully Peterson can... Uh, Find it in them to get Jalen Hurts in the game. Not just for one play. Let's see what he can do. We want to see what he can do. We already seen what Wentz can do for a few seasons. And it's not all the way there. You know what I'm saying? We need somebody like a Patrick Mahomes. We need somebody like a Russell Wilson. We need somebody like Breeze who's going to run the ball. We need those times. That's, that's the new quarterback of the day. He can do it all. 
Alright? So that's where we're at, peeps. Until next time, you keep it right here. Make sure you go to Spotify and check out my music. I have three songs there. What Happened to Love, She's Made for Me, and I Never Meant to Hurt You So Bad. You can find it on Spotify. Just look up Romance Heart, all right? You could uh, stream the playlist or just stream the song, whatever you want, okay? Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Peace.